Hello, and welcome back to the Book Marketing Tips and Author Success Podcast. I am I'm weirdly excited about this particular show. As Amy knows, I had this whole um, moment last week where I was deep diving into AI. For those of you who aren't familiar with AI, um, it's actually short for artificial intelligence, which I know sounds very like space age, which of course I love. Um, but so wh- part of the reason why we wanted to do the show this week is because AI is here. So chat GPT launched, I think I want to say late October, November of 2022. And it became, it has become the point of like, there's a lot of blog posts on it. If you look at people like Neil Patel, who write about all things, you know, search engine optimization, et cetera. He's talked about it. He's actually launching an AI himself. And essentially, just to sort of break this down, what AI does is it a it is a content creator. So you can hop on to, and we're going to break this down a little bit in this podcast, but you can hop on to chat GPT. And we're, I'm going to talk about a couple of other ones that I've tried out as well. You, but you can hop on to chat GPT and have it write a press release, for example, or have it write um, a story or have it, you know, do write a white paper. Although I think chat GPT right now has some, has some limitations. I mean, Amy, you, I actually was so excited about this last week that I sent her a text. I'm like, you have to hop on Zoom. We have to do a screen share. I have to show you, I have to show you what this thing can do. And we popped on the screen and Amy, as usual, she's a much more discerning uh, (laughs) client than I am. I'm just like, look, it can do all the things. Um, But it can't really do all the things, at least not yet, but I think it's poised to get there. What to talk a little bit about what your thoughts were when you saw this? Well, I thought it was really, I mean, it kind of blew my mind how good the language was. Mm-hmm. I was really surprised at that. I was expecting it to be much more clunky, um, needing much more finessing. I think it's already there in terms of being able to write a really solid outline of a concept or a topic or anything like that. Um, I will say the purist in me um, reading it, depending on what it's for, I think for really technical black and white topics, things that have very clear, you know, parameters, it's, it's mind blowing. I think when it comes to more creative things, um, for fiction and stuff like that, like just reading through some of it, I was like, Oh, but this word would have been so much cooler to use than that. You know what I mean? So there's that kind of human element that, but again, depending on the kind of content, um, that human element either, helps it or actually hinders it in a lot of technical writing that human element really shouldn't be there. You know, it actually hinders people's ability to process information. So it is really, it was pretty amazing at what it came up with and the kind of outlines it could do and, and things like that. Yeah. It's amazing. I mean, one of the pieces that this article that I sent you touched on was that, you know, is, is this the next generation of writing a book? So can you put an idea into an AI system and have it write a book for you? From what I have seen, the short answer is no. The longer answer is 
it's probably going to get there. But as you pointed out, it still needs the human touch. So I experimented. So chat GPT, I mentioned, I experimented with pseudo write, which is actually, I found much more inter- interface wise is much more user-friendly than chat GPT. Chat GPT is it's overloaded because everybody's talking about it. So you do have to wait kind of in line to get a free account. There are they are going to roll up roll out paid accounts. I don't know how much it's going to be. They're really they're updating the system. Um, and the other thing to know about ChatGPT, and then I'll get back to Sudorite in just a second, is ChatGPT. So what the I'm getting I'm, I know I'm a little bit all over the place just because this is this is a a new topic. I mean it's sort of new, yeah. um, but it's also there's also a lot to cover. So any artificial intelligence site like ChatGPT or Sudorite has to comb the internet, right? It's an AI is only as good as the information that you put into it. And so ChatGPT, for example, has not, you know, had a thorough internet update since 2021, which means that if you ask it about, for example, what's going on in the political climate right now, tell us about you know, whatever happened to the Chinese spy balloon or whatever is going on in the world, it's not going to be able to tell you because it's like, I, I I don't know what that is about because my last update was 2021. So the AI is only as good as the information that you put into it. But AIs, you know, a good, uh, a, a good AI has combed the internet, does so, I guess, probably not hourly, but maybe every second, right? Because as much as the internet is vast and gets updated all the time and things change quickly, so that the information that you get that that it spits out is actually updated. So I could not go onto ChatGPT right now and ask it to write a press release about something that happened in 2022 because it would not have that information. Where it where it kind of falls off, in my opinion. So I went into PseudoWrite and I asked it to write a blog post. And I asked it also to write, so I input some information for a fiction book and asked it to finish finish writing this fiction, uh, or finish the chapter, finish the section. And the nonfiction piece was much better, right? It was It was clear. I had to do a little bit of tweaking. I mean, I sent Amy a blog post for our site and I think I spent, it took five minutes for PseudoWrite to spit out three blog posts, which sounds amazing. It took me another maybe 15 minutes just to kind of update it. And the information was really solid and it didn't sound like a robot. But the the fiction stuff needs a little bit of work. And I'm very certain that within definitely this year, you're going to see places that are going to be, and maybe Sudorite is one of them as they're updating, because I think all of these places are understaffed because it's become so popular, right? Um, but the fiction stuff needs a little bit of, it, it does need a little bit of work. So I'm not necessarily encouraging you to say, oh, if you have writer's block, just go on to here and it'll finish writing the book. I think if you have writer's block and you're like, oh, I don't really know where this goes next, PseudoWrite could really help you because it'll spit out some, uh, you know, if you start with a, like, I don't really know where the story goes. Here's a paragraph and boom, you've got some ideas. Now, will it fit into the rest of the book that you've already written? I I can't answer that. Depends on, you know, how much information that you put in. Um, But Amy, that was because I sent you the two examples. I sent you the fiction and the nonfiction. 
Yeah. I thought the nonfiction kind of, like you said, and Penny, you and I kind of joked a little bit that, uh, not all platforms are created equal. One in particular, we were kind of saying it was like when you were in high school and had to write a paper of so many words. So you end up kind of saying the same thing, like 18 different ways so you can Uh hit that count. And there was some of that in there too. Um, I do think for topics that are very straightforward and pretty established, you know, I thought it did a really good job of kind of summarizing the basics of a, of a topic, you know, step-by-step, you know, something again, like you said, because it combs the internet, if something is already pretty established, um, then it's there. I think the fiction stuff, you know, like you said, there were just some word choices. And I think that's part of what, you know, when people are like, oh, is this going to ruin publishing? I think that's part of it too. I mean, I think that that, you know, it really depends on who your reader is, what you write yeah. in, you know what I mean? Because there are going to be reader markets that will be able to tell right away. I think that, especially if it's an author you already follow, Right. Um, and who've read in the past, if they all of a sudden tried to do something like this and and didn't, you know, go through the necessary steps to finesse it and make it their own, I think readers will know right away. Um, so I think there are a lot of elements to this. But you know what I was just thinking? How do you think this do you think it's going to we're going to see some interesting stuff happening in terms of uh, people being much more careful with their content and where they put it in on, you know, free sites and things like that, because that's something I think about with fiction. You know, if it has to learn from content that's readily available in free use, um, do you, do you know what I mean? Like there's yeah. still so many sites out there where people will put free chapters or free this and free, you know what I mean? Or teasers or the first three chapters. Do you think authors are going to get a little more, uh, careful with where they put things now for free. I do think that. And I also think that one of the other hurdles that we have, I think that's a very good point. And I think one of the other hurdles that we have is duplicate content. So you and I both have conversation. Matter of fact, we, before we started recording in the green room, we were talking about, you know, our blog and our keywords and all this other stuff. And, and one of the conversations that you and I have a lot is about duplicate content. So you have to be really careful because Google does not like Google. Google does not like, excuse me, duplicate content. Mm -hmm. I think that the other piece of it, I mean, I don't want to get too far down the rabbit hole with this, but there is, you know, I had somebody, I was telling another friend of mine that I said, oh, this AI thing. And she said, well, how does it prevent like if three people pop into pseudo writer chat GPT, chat, chat GPT and say, you know, give it the same prompt, write an article on TikTok or BookTok or Instagram or whatever, how is it not going to spit out the same thing? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's a very valid question. I think that is a very, very valid question, but I think that, you know, we have to be really careful of that. We have to be careful of duplicate content. So I think that, you know, if you're listening to this, like, oh my gosh, this is going to be great. It is fabulous for, sometimes I have to write a blog post and I'm just like, oh, I know I'm missing something. And I went in to pseudo write and put in a prompt and boom, it came up. And I'm like, oh, that's a really good idea. I think as a starting point for something that I'm going to publish on our blog, it's great. But to your point, Amy, we still have to have the human element because Here's what an AI cannot do, in my opinion. And look, I could be wrong, 
right? I was wrong about, somebody told me once, you have to buy Intel. I'm like, I don't even know what Intel is. That sounds weird. <laughs> so I don't know. Yeah. So cautionary tale to those of you listening to this, like, I don't know if I'm actually right about this either, but if I write, so I, I went in, so I'm in the middle of updating and my Amazon truckload book, how to sell books by the truckload on Amazon is actually the title. I went into pseudo write and I, I wanted to see if it could finish out a chapter, right? And I put some prompts in there and maybe my prompts weren't the best. So there's also grade that on a curve a little bit, but what, what happened, what pseudo write popped out was not very good. Right. So the other piece of it too, is, is that we influence our books by our own experiences. So my guidance or our guidance on Amazon is based on our collective experience. And that's not something that an AI can mirror, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. The other thing though, too, Amy, and you and I, when you and I were exploring ChatGPT on the screen share, is that you only get out what you put in. You only, your content, your output is only as good as your input. So for ChatGPT, one of the ways that you use it is you have to write create. So create a blog post on, create a press release on, et cetera. So create is the prompt. You have to be really specific about what you want it to create, or it's just going to throw a bunch of stuff out there. And you're like, well, this doesn't make any sense. Well, of course not, because your input was not that great. Um, So that's the other piece of it too, is that you have to have, you know, you have to, at least at this juncture, as we're recording this, like in six months, maybe we'll be having a different experience, but you have to input, um, you have to really be careful about what you input because that's what you're going to get out. And it's fun to experiment. So I would encourage you get on, see if you can get an account on chat GPT, definitely try out pseudo, right? I love them. As a matter of fact, we're probably going to get an account. I'm going to, I may start using them just for, it's great for brainstorming. Um, I mean, I, I really, I'm excited about it. I love it. But again, cautionary tale, duplicate content, be careful, be careful how you use it. Right. But I do think to your point, Penny, this is a a really great. So for anybody listening also, that's thinking like, I'm not interested in learning one more thing. (laughs) Right. But, But I think to what you're saying, we talk to a lot of authors that know they need to put more content out there. Yeah. They know that they could benefit from doing a blog, especially I will say our nonfiction authors that are trying to be thought leaders. You've got to put out content. This is a great opportunity to kind of get past that initial hurdle of just getting used to generating more content. And like you said, Penny, the brainstorming, it's great for brainstorming. So anybody listening that's struggled with creating content, but you know you need to, this might be a really great you know, way to elevate, to get to that next level and really start putting stuff out there. That's, that's worthwhile. Yeah, exactly. So I'm not really, I'm not looking at this to necessarily crank out a bunch of white papers or throwing a bunch of content out there. I'm really looking at AI as a way to help elevate what we're already, you know, what we're already producing. And I think to your point, Amy, it's a great tool for that, for that purpose. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, you know, it really is a great tool. So we still have, we still have a ways to go on AI. I mean, I know that there's a lot of, you know, AI with audiobooks is, you know, in terms of narration of audiobooks is also a thing. I don't know if that, like, I can tell when an audiobook has an AI narration and I don't prefer it personally. Yeah. Right. 
Um, cool. Yeah, it sounds very sort of, it just sounds, you know, it just sounds a, a little weird, but I think it's definitely here to stay. So keep an eye on it. Just something to keep an eye on, play around with these tools. There's a really minimal learning curve on them, by the way. So if you're listening to this, you're like, oh, as Amy <laughs> said, I have to learn one more thing. There's a minimal, it's a minimal learning curve on both of these. It took me maybe five or 10 minutes. And I'm, I'm, you know, this isn't like me sitting here saying, oh, I understand everything the first time. I don't. It's a really easy learning curve. So give it a shot. See what you think. I'd love to get your feedback. We'd love to hear from you if you've tried it. Maybe you've had more luck with fiction books. Certainly is a great way to help um, break through writer's block. So thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you for listening. We always welcome your feedback. We love a review wherever you listen to podcasts and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. 